Hi everyone and welcome back to our digital gathering. It's so great to be with you again. My name is Philippa, if we haven't met before, I'm part of the team here at SPS. And today we're going to be rounding off our discipleship series. You'll probably remember pretty well by now if you've been tracking with us that we've been considering there being two eyes in disciple. That we are people who are called to be intimate with Jesus. And from that place of intimacy, we know that we begin to imitate him to speak like him and to do the things that he did. I'm going to go back one last time to that Mark 3 passage we've been sitting in for a while. It says this, he appointed 12 that they might be with him, intimacy, and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. And we spoke, didn't we, about being people who are called to be preachers of the good news and people who are confident in the authority we've been given as followers of Jesus to take a stand against the evil we see in the world, imitating Jesus. Then last week we considered that being a disciple of Jesus means being a peace keeper and a peacemaker. And we spoke about how when we're filled with the peace that Jesus offers, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't just dwell in that, but a community of peace begins to overflow from us community that not only serves us but that radically changes the landscape of our neighborhoods as we seek to bring peace so as we finish off this series it's that community of peace i want to dive into i want us to remember today that this discipleship thing this intimacy and imitation it's not a solitary act it's something we get to do together so let me pray for us as we begin heavenly father i thank you for jesus And I thank you for the privilege that it is for us to gather in your name, to worship you and to hear from your word. And Holy Spirit, would you come and meet with us now as we hear from your word? Would you speak to us? Would you lead us? Would you guide us in Jesus' name? Amen. So in case you hadn't figured it out, what I'm really talking about here is the church. Because we are so, so blessed that we weren't tasked to just be individual disciples moving about the earth on our own. We get to do this together. And it's such a privilege. What I want us to think about together in our next few moments is what is this community really for? And what are we doing when we meet together? I'm sure you might have heard me say before that the church is not God's plan B. We're the original plan. So what does God have in store for us? You know, in the original Greek language, the word that's often used in the New Testament for gatherings of people to describe church in its early form is ecclesia. It's a good word, right? Ecclesia. Now, if you look at the word ecclesia, the root of the word is the word kaleo, another great word. The meaning of kaleo is two things. It's to be called out and to be called by name. Isn't that a great way to describe the church? People who are called out and called by name. We can see both of these things at play all over the place in the New Testament, and particularly in the epistles, those letters written to different churches or groups of churches in the New Testament. There's a great example in 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter's writing to a group of churches who are scattered about because of persecution, and he says this, but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, 
but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That passage tells us that the church, the ecclesia, are a group of people who are called out and called by name. People who are called out of darkness and people who are now called the people of God, God's special possession. So let's start by thinking about being called out. You know, in the most practical sense, the word ecclesia means literally called to come out of your home and to gather in one place. Called out of one place into another. Think of the image of having church bells ringing, calling people across the parish to come and gather, to come and worship. You know, I remember earlier this year on Easter Day, the day we opened back up after a long lockdown, speaking to a woman who literally heard the sound of us getting ready to gather and worship and came to check out what it was all about. We are a people who are called out, called out of the regular rhythms of life, out of other things we could be doing, out of what the rest of the world seems to be doing, to come and gather together. But our passage from 1 Peter says a little bit more than that. It says we are people who declare the praises of him who called us, called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Hey, if you're watching this live as it goes out on Sunday morning, there's a family being baptised during our 10am gathering on site. Isn't that amazing? There is no better image than that for what we get to do as we gather together. You know, baptism is this incredible image, a visible mark of what it means to be part of the church. The water which we're plunged into in baptism is a symbol of the Holy Spirit who promises to meet with us, to cleanse us from everything that's gone before us. We go down into those waters of baptism, we're submerged in rivers of living water and we come out not just clean, but alive. Baptism is a symbol of dying and rising, of dying to our past, dying to the things that we've done wrong, dying to death itself and being raised into new life with Christ. It's not that we come up from baptism and never sin again or live a perfect life after that, but that as we are drenched in the water, we're reminded that we are covered in Jesus. He has made us holy before God. We've been called out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are a people who have been and continue to be called out. Called out to gather together and called out of darkness, out of sin, out of shame, into the light and love that Jesus has in store for us. And we celebrate with our friends being baptised this morning. We praise God for them and we welcome them together into the family of the church. And the words that we say together as those who are gathered watching a baptism happen are important. We say this, we welcome you into the fellowship of faith We are children of the same Heavenly Father. We welcome you. So the church is a group of people who are called out. And we're also a group of people who are called by name. Our passage from 1 Peter says that we were once not a people at all, but now we're called the people of God. Ephesians chapter 2 says it like this. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone. We are no longer scattered individual people off doing our own thing. No, we've been welcomed into a family. We are children of the same heavenly father. We are God's people. 
members of God's household. We seem to know better than ever after various lockdowns and restrictions what it means to be part of a household, don't we? It wasn't that long ago where only two households could meet together or a bubble could count as a household or one household could join with another in certain circumstances. It got a bit complicated, right? But if the world, especially the Western world, wasn't divided up into individual homes enough, then the restrictions certainly didn't help. But this household, this family, is a totally different thing. We talked a bit about it last week, didn't we, as we thought about that passage in Acts 2, which describes the early church. They met together to worship, to eat together, to pray. They shared what they had amongst each other and they viewed each other as equals and the Lord added to their number daily. The church is a group of people who are called by name. And the name we are called by is God's people. We are God's people. And what I love about being part of the church is that it is truly a miraculous community. Where else in the world would you find a group of people who choose to come together every week and throughout the week from all over the world, from youngest to oldest, from all different backgrounds and experiences? And of course, I need to recognise here that the church hasn't always done a good job of welcoming people into the family. And that causes us deep pain. What it means to be a family, to be the people of God, is to be a group of people who are imperfect, but who live in the grace that we find by being able to call ourselves his children, his household, his family. None of us have earned it. None of us have done anything to deserve it. And yet here we are, people who are called out of darkness into his wonderful light, and we get to be called his family. I love the way it's written in 1 John. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. God, our Father, has loved us so very much that he calls us his children, his people. And we together get to call him Father. You know, in the church I grew up in, there was an amazing lady in her 90s. You know, I think she was 102 when she died. She would always assure me when I spoke to her that she was praying for me. She loved Jesus and she loved young people. Even when I, went, uh, I left home and went off to uni, she'd always ask after me. And that always stuck with me. It's always played a huge part in my love for the church. It's a family. It's a group of unlikely people gathered together, being disciples together, growing more intimate with Jesus and learning together to imitate him. As we close, let's just turn back to that passage from Ephesians for a moment. It says, yes, that we're no longer strangers, but members of his household. And we talked about being people who are called by name. But then the passage goes on to say, in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So we are people who are called out, people who are called by name, but we're also called for a purpose. God calls us together as his church to be a place where God can live by his spirit here on earth. The church, us, God's people, whether we're physically gathered together or scattered throughout the week as we go about our lives, we are the presence of God on earth. He isn't hanging out anywhere else. We're it. We are his plan for how he's going to be present with his people. 
So when we invite people to come and be part of it, yes, we're inviting them to come and make friends and get to know other people, to combat loneliness, to serve our community together well. But there's something deeper going on too. We're inviting people to come and experience the love of God, to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit who has chosen us as his home. The church is where God lives, not this building, but us. And that's the reason why we love getting together on a Sunday, being all together, having you being able to join us online as well. And that's why we're really excited about the possibility of what docs are going to do. We want to be strategic about gathering across East London and beyond because we know that where we hang out, where we get together, that's where the presence of God chooses to dwell. And that changes communities. It changes culture. You know, and I know in our lives, it's so hard to prioritise church with everything else we have going on, whether that's work or family life or sickness or caring for relatives. But we can't do this discipleship stuff on our own. We're not designed for it. So I'm going to close in prayer now and then Simon and I would love to tell you a little bit more about our doc. Come on, let's do this together. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have called us out of darkness into your wonderful light. I thank you that you've called us by name, that we're your children. Lord, as we gather, help us to remember that you've chosen us as your place to dwell, that you live in us. We love gathering in your name, Jesus, whether it's like this online, in person, in docks, in small groups. We praise you that you've given us each other. Amen.